0: This episode is brought to you by Sutherland Global Services. Sutherland is the experience and digital transformation leader for Fortune 500 companies across the globe, and we support insurance carriers across policy acquisition, underwriting, policy services, and claims to drive digital transformation, yielding tangible business outcomes. Leveraging the power of one Sutherland, we drive
1: both the growth and the cost agenda for insurers, driving gross written premium growth, Speed to market, total cost of ownership production, and an unparalleled customer experience. Our proprietary AI based products and platforms and digital solutions enable end to end operations, digitalization, and human centered customer experience. We are Sutherland Insurance.
0: Hello, hello. Welcome to InsureSync. I'm your host, Bobby Shrivastav.
1: And I'm your host, Laurel Jordan.
0: And today we have an exciting topic that we're going to be discussing around insurance and insurance trends. So Laurel, last year we were all participating. Uh, I know I was invited to speak about the what's happening in 2024 and beyond, and we actually broke LinkedIn as we were talking about insurance. First time I think ever insurance broke LinkedIn.
1: That's right. It was... It was exciting and hilarious at the same time.
0: So when we, you know, like one of the topics from a trend perspective that, you know, I was I was very like, I think, bullish on was about the fact that we talk a lot about customer experience, staff experience, but you know, when we when we launched Benekiva in the marketplace, we were always in that optimistic viewpoint of how can we serve a claimant, a Benny, a beautiful customer experience, and then give them the opportunity to you know, sell them services and products. So how could we do like the circle of life effect uh, when it comes to, and that was like my big trend was this whole circle of life where we could actually take a claim and give, give them that opportunity so that once again, that circle of life effect can happen. And I feel like you know when we look at the the trends going into this year and in 2025 a lot of carriers are really talking about that focus, right? So it's all because of some of the work that's foundational work around simplification, around uh, how do we uh, go beyond the squirrel effect of Gen AI as an example and really moving into true needle-moving use cases for the industry.
1: Absolutely. Um, And so, as we're talking about trends and where the insurance industry is, I would like to introduce our special guest this episode, and that is um, someone very near and dear to me because he affects my financial life, um, Mr. Vijay Pahuja. He is the Senior Vice President, Head of Global Insurance for Sutherland Global, and Sutherland Global is you all know our sponsor for this series of the podcast, so welcome, BJ. Please take a moment, introduce yourself, and tell us a little bit about you.
2: Great, no, thank you, thank you for having me, uh, Bobby Laurel. Um, always, always a pleasure. I, um, you're right. I think insurance has taken center stage um, quite a bit in the recent times, um, and and love to love to talk about more um about what's been really happening in this in this space um but just a little bit about myself Uh, i run the insurance business here at sutherland uh, responsible for client success uh, transformation and growth uh, for our business Um, just for your audience uh, sutherland is a is a digital transformation services company uh it's been around uh, for about 40 years Uh, we we design enable and operate uh, experiences if you will for the largest brands in the world Um, we're global of course Uh, we a little over 300 clients, uh, half of which are Fortune 500. Um, our value proposition really um, is around three broad areas. Um, you know, we, we design and run front-to-back core operations for for a lot of our clients with a whole lot of digital infusion in it. Uh, so think of us as a process company with products inside it. Um, we enable and modernize operations and technology landscapes um, uh, for our clients with core digital engineering. And but that's really deep rooted in experience led design. So if you think about and and this is what you were talking about, Bobby, uh, particularly around claims, that's the moment of truth, right? Uh, so customer experience um, and experience led engineering is 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 central to how um, you know organizations are are looking at insurance and how we sort of helping our clients. So what happens is when we run a whole lot of operations. Technology and engineering for a lot of our clients, um, it, and in a lot of cases, it, we, it it transpires into running full as a service operating models for our clients. Um, insurance and benefits business um, is is roughly twenty percent of Sutherland, um, uh, so it's a flagship business, as you can imagine, um, providing operations, technology, and and TPS services. So I'm excited, excited to be this in this conversation today. Um, uh, and And discussing uh, our all our favorite favorite topics
1: <laughs> i 'm excited too. and most of you know just by following my LinkedIn post, you know I joined Sutherland just a couple of months ago, so i 'm really digging in and loving what i 'm seeing, and you know that 'll lead me into talking about what my trend that I wanted to discuss was and it 's something you know Bobby and I were both at the ICA winter Forum committee meetings last week um, talking about claims and getting ready for the um, ICA annual conference. And the pain points, um, they're the same. In think tanks, and conferences, everywhere I've gone, I hear the same trends and the same things. Legacy systems were manual processing. That manual processing not only leads to higher risk, it leads to higher FTE cost, higher employee dissatisfaction because it, it's not a through-and-through through process and doing their jobs that way where you have to have five different systems up and to go here to check this, go here to check that, you know, that's probably the biggest trend that I hear most often from carriers and other TPAs and insurtechs out there that, you know, all these different main big carriers have acquired, adopted all these different systems as companies merge and come together. And all these systems are so, I mean, We were talking about the dot, dot, dash, dash to go in and enter, you know, just a date of death on a claim. It's So that is my trend that I'm seeing. And, you know, I'm so excited about what we're doing at Sutherland about it, Um, trying to come back and solve the problems and figure out a way to reduce the manual processing, increase the employee satisfaction and efficiencies while servicing the customer and their customers and making everybody's experience you know we're hearing a lot about customer experience right now and i think that's one of the big trends as well but it's not just about customer experience it's about that client experience their customers experience and the employee experience so vj what are your thoughts on that and we're we're going with it
2: terrific no interesting i think you both touched on on some key trends and i'll expand on that in just a bit Uh, But let's zoom out. I I think let's zoom out for a second, Um, right? If you kind of see what's really been happening in the industry uh, or broadly, macroeconomically, right, uh, last five years, um, which is sort of shaping, of course, our current state, but also, you know, where we're going in the future as an industry, right? Five years ago, we were in the low interest rate cycle, started impacting profitability. Then we were followed by a global pandemic. Uh, Then we got hit by, you know, really, High inflation, um, and now we are again high in the high interest rate cycle, which, by the way, of course is as you know we all know is helping the industry. Um, it's a very noisy equity market as well, and and then the geopolitical turmoil. So, if, if you kind of look at all of this, I mean, these are disruptive forces, and um, uh, and so the industry, of course, is grappling with with a whole lot. But I see this is what I see when I talk to executives. I see some strong focus. And what's on top of mind are three things, or at least three themes I'd like to talk about. Um, The first priority for a lot of carriers um, and executives that I speak with is growth, right? So if you kind of think about life insurance in the traditional sense, right, is increasingly, uh, arguably, losing relevance, right? Um, and, And while annuity, on the other hand, is, of course, having a record year, second year in a row now. And Especially fixed and fixed index, right? As we as we sort of see the market um, uh, booming, uh, but at the heart of the growth conversation between both of these, you know, segments, if you if you will, um, I think there are some some big shifts. One in distribution, right? Um, two in advisor experience, and then three um, is around holistic partner ecosystems, right? Um, so and and how. Uh, you know, so so when I say distribution, think of, um, you know, there's heavy consolidation in IMOs and, and broker general agencies today, right? If you see, there's, there's, there are acquisitions happening by the day, uh, almost 200 acquisitions in the last uh, three years, right, by largest PE-backed IMOs, right? Third-party distribution is growing significantly. Uh, national broker dealers or banks, right, uh, relative to their insurance counterparts, frankly, are the largest gainers, um, they represent or third party distribution currently represents more than 50% in life and more than 80% in annuity so it's it's a very different shift and i think uh, you know uh, the uh, the carriers and the executives are you know are are being extremely strategic and deliberate about their distribution strategy so a lot lot happening with with that space very tied to that because it's third-party distribution. Because we are really made up of you know um, broker-dealer and advisor segment. How do you really build those new capabilities for uh, the advisors? Because if you think about it, um, the advisors are not are not getting the best experience. Uh, you know, multiple discrete systems. Laurel, you mentioned about you know legacy. Uh, so be it the policy admin system or the advisor portal or distribution management. Um, you know, the, the appointments are cumbersome and inaccurate in, in a, in a lot of times. Manual calculations, complex hierarchies. It's not, it's not easy. I don't think, um, you know, the advisors are really getting the best experience. So that's top of mind for a lot of the executives to, to really one, help them get, uh, you know, the best leads, right? Help them with automation, right? Help them with enough assistance with good tiered support models. Right, uh, but really seamlessly integrating distribution management with policy admin system, which I believe, Laurel, where you were going around legacy systems, right? So I think that uh, is is a big big thing to solve for, uh, which which the carriers are are struggling with. Um, and then holistic partner ecosystem. What I mean by that is, um, you know, health and wealth, right, combined with life, embedded insurance, particularly at the point of sale, right? How do you increase uh underwriting speed right partnering with um you know uh, health record companies and really building that out so you you've got companies like ethos for example really driving some very simplified underwriting and speed to market uh speed to market again to be able to drive you know faster product launches so how are you know carriers looking at forming ecosystems right uh partnering with insurtechs um to be able to uh you know really push on that growth agenda because all of this impacts growth and and the market is good i mean for them for 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 carriers to really capitalize on what's you know on 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 this trend um, the second one of course is and and Bobby, you kind of touched on it, which is claims and and if I kind of zoom out a little bit, you know broadly speaking customer experience right and claims of course is a big part of it um, but poor cX is often a primary barrier, if you will, right? To purchasing insurance. So focus on simplified journeys, most importantly on educating, because even today, a lot of of our customers and customers don't have the appreciation of a life insurance benefit and what does it really mean for them from a value standpoint. Um, And within CX, despite so much of digitalization, insurers still want that human touch. Especially for live customers, right, who rank agents as the most trusted source, if you will, for learning about insurance products, right? The more complex journeys, such as buying a policy or resolving an issue, right? Uh, they, they prefer in, you know, live interactions. So, um, CX is, is number two and number three, which is often overlooked. But again, um, uh, a big part of the conversation is closed blocks, right? If you think about in our industry, there are more than 150 million policies in closed blocks in the US alone, right? So uh, the costs are escalating, returns are diminishing, they're operating at very, very low margins. You add tech debt to that, aging talent, um, it's it's a top priority. Um, so these are the top three that that every every senior executive that I talk to, um, uh, you know, as as top of mind. Is that uh, is that resonating? What do you guys see?
0: Yeah, I think Vijay, uh, you on the trends that you talked about, right? Like those those are trends where the whole industry is talking about. Like what broke LinkedIn were some of these like the top ones that you talked about were the ones that were themes across each and every one of us that that spoke about it you know but i want to go back into you know like the rise of third party administrators because when i think about third party administrators they've been around right like you they've uh, they've served a purpose in the in the insurance industry they've served in a purpose in other industries and there's such a cyclical pattern to that. They're long patterns, but they're cyclical in terms of the some of the macro trends, such as the aging workforce that's impacting, such as how do we how do we become more competitive, cost pressures. So, a couple of things from your point of view, uh, from especially from a Sutherland's perspective, what are you finding? is that next innovation and business model trend. How do you keep up with with that? How do you innovate the TPA model?
2: You hit it on the head, Bobby. I think uh, the thing is, um, you know, I think a key enabler, right, whether it's growth, whether it's experience, whether it's cost, right, uh, has been, of course, a use of, you know, partners or third-party administrator partners who can really, who enable a lot of this operations and technology, um, you know, expertise. Uh, but as we are seeing, the paradigm has continued to shift on expectations from TPAs. And and we, we truly believe that the TPAs have, you know, have not really kept pace with that innovation, right? So let's, what, what do I mean by that? If you look at the market today, most of them, are legacy TPAs, uh, right? With old tech, old non-strategic one off blocks, they're not growth-focused. They've not really invested in building capabilities which help, you know, uh, enable the biggest trend, which is growth uh, for our advisor experience uh, for the clients. They're mostly focused on administration, right? It's multi-tenant, right? Because they want to keep the cost low, um, they, they operate in multi-tenant modes, which then impacts autonomy and customization, um, right? So if you kind of look at some of the more recent large TPA transactions that kind of take in place in the market with a lot of fanfare, right? They, they do not really pan out as expected. Um, and and the biggest one, this is the biggest one that I hear from from the clients, is it's a black box. There's no transparency, Right. Every time, for example, you know, I've been part of so many migrations from one carrier, migrating a carrier from one TPA to the other. 9.9 out of 10 times. The client, I, when we aren't doing the due diligence, it's like clients say, and we say, Hey, you know, help us with your basic operational, financial and customer impact metrics. Nada. Nothing. They just don't know. They just don't know what their TPA has been doing. Uh, right. So I think, so when we kind of, when we started embarking on our journey for, uh, you know, really building a, a TPA, um, ecosystem, um, we, the, the, the first, see, at the heart of it, at the heart of, you know, a modern TPA is a modern platform, right? Um, so, so for us, it was extremely important, um, that we, uh, select a platform, um, who, um, of course, is proven, uh, but also has been really investing in in building, um, you know, uh, capabilities, and and is built on new age technology. Um, so we partnered with uh, a platform company um, called LIDP in an exclusive partnership. Um, so that you know really built the a, a strong base, you know, from in terms of what should be that target platform that we that we take our clients to. And that's at the core of it, and this is really not as much as LIDP, but it's more for what you should be looking for. Um, You know, when you're looking for a modern TPA, right? So, modern platform really is key to that. And when I say modern platform, this is the word I would use: Is your modern platform really integrated? How integrated is? Because the thing is, we talk about ecosystem now. Ecosystem by you know um uh, by if you think about d- by definition is you know where you, where multiple components are coming together right to create create that impact, but it's the ability to integrate all of those multi multi you know multiple components in um in the most seamless manner possible and I think that's what we kind of see uh what you know what lidp does successfully um we uh, or any modern platform should do successfully for that matter. Um, uh, you know, be it integrating, for example, distribution management system integrating seamlessly or being inside a policy admin system. Like that's, that's huge. Um, uh, so, so that's one form of integration. The other form of integration is because, you know, you, how do you integrate other accelerators, be it your CRM, be it your telephony, be it your mailroom, be it your workflow or, or other Um, accelerators, be it any other automation technology or any other CX technology, is there a way to make sure that they seamlessly integrate into into that core modern platform? So I think integration is key. Uh, So that's what we focused on. You know, so when we set out on this journey, we wanted a base modern platform, but we also wanted, you know, because Sutherland by itself brings a whole lot of accelerators, so, how do we make sure that both of them integrate seamlessly? Um, so that, that was key. Um, the other piece, uh, again, talking about the ecosystem, um, you know, another component which is extremely key is conversion capabilities. Right. So if you think about um, your, uh, your conversion is tough, right? Uh, you know, a lot of the carriers will start conversion averse. Uh, it is risky, absolutely, but it can be rather effective when done right, right? So, how do you really convert things? You know, selectively. How do you have the right strategy, the right ex- expertise? Um, uh, and uh, so, we, you know, we we work with a host of partners, uh, and we've brought that expertise who are really unconstrained um, by you know uh, by by some of the legacy players that we have in the market. So, we kind of we we brought the whole conversion ecosystem together. And then the operating ecosystem was, you know, with, with the operating model that we have globally is something that, um, uh, you know, we, we perform at scale today. So, so for us to be able to kind of plug in the operating capabilities uh, with the conversion ecosystem and a modern platform with um, integrated capabilities um, is how we sort of went about, um, you know, solving Solving for this challenge, right? And it's not multi-tenant; it, these are dedicated instances um, for for our clients with a whole lot of transparency. Uh, and most importantly, these are completely outcome-based, um, you know, models, right? On price for policy, significantly optimized, um, you know, and not just on on you know optimized commercially, but then there is commitment on improved outcomes whether it's about experience, whether it's about speed, um, uh, whether it's about uh, cost. Um, So that's how we've sort of, you know, tried to solve for it. Uh, We're definitely seeing this value proposition resonating um, in the market. Uh, But uh, the the key is, the key is, is, um, is building the right ecosystem because if you, um, if you, Uh, Think about, you know, uh, the, when, when we kind of look, look at carriers, we look at two sources of, you know, competitive advantage that we want to build for our clients, right? One is, uh, customer experience or experience led design, because we believe that's the biggest source of competitive advantage. But we still don't see that level of obsession in a lot of our clients, right? Um, and two um, is um, this whole concept of ecosystem, which is multi-dimensional and exponential, um, which can which can drive that which can drive that value. Because that's that's really the that's the future. You look at you know examples outside our industry, right? Uh, the most successful ecosystems, right, are the ones who are uh, you know gaining gaining the maximum market share. I
1: totally agree and. One of the things that you know you resonated with me when you were speaking, Vijay, is you know TPAs out there get a bad rap. You know that reputationally, somebody hears TPA and everybody cringes. As someone who's been in this space for almost three decades, and I'm really aging myself now, um, you know I've seen a lot of things like you were saying, and you know failure to do the conversions correctly, bad data. Um, not fulfilling the promises, not fulfilling the timelines, not fulfilling the budgets of those conversions and bringing that. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things that gives TPAs the bad rap. And moving to a more modern platform, moving to a conversion centric methodology, using a partner that that's all they do instead of it's part of what they do, I think is going to make that market competitive edge even bigger because as someone who's lived through many many conversions, you know, there's always bumps in the road, but we've got to make it better. And for the clients to keep coming to us and wanting to outsource their business, we have to fix this problem.
0: I think when we think about TPAs, right? Like the TPAs that I typically work with, you know, there is that cost sensitivity, pressure. But by having a modern platform, That's highly connected, right? Like that's what we pride ourselves with. How do we connect claims and be that admin agnostic, right? A claim can be bolted on. But I think from there is no debate of open block versus closed block anymore. You could have that claim experience, be customer obsessed, right? We talk about how do you win your customers at wow, and still be operating at a, at a very cost-efficient way, irregardless. Because I think when we start to look at innovation models that are differentiating, that's where we lose from an operations perspective. Because if you have to do 10 workarounds, there's going to be high probability of error versus I'm investing a little bit more. So this whole debate of open block versus closed block I feel like that's going to be like the next wave of disruption. Like we should look at it as a block.
1: And, you know, in that ecosystem too, one of the big pain points that I've heard out there with us having a modern platform that can handle things is being able to handle the products. You referenced earlier that, you know, annuity second year in a row out there highest, you know, life is a lot more legacy and there's new life products that they're coming up with and pushing out to the market, you know, simplified final expense, things like that, but the annuity blocks, your system being able to handle um, all the complex riders and intricacies, the fund values, the variable aspect, that's so valid and important to the carriers that I've worked with that, you know, that's the big thing. The money's got to be right. The values have got to be right. And if you're going to pay it out for a claim, a loan, whatever you're going to do, your system's got to be right. And so that starts at the conversion mecha- uh, methodology and moves straight on into having that modern digital ecosystem that has that proof of concept out there that we've proven and we've shown. So
2: yeah, absolutely. And I think the, see the digital you know the, the digital age that we are in and the, the digital value proposition, right? So I mean yeah I think the bottom line is as we sort of look at you know as, as an insurance business, uh, our our uh, submission has always been to a lot of our clients when we advise is, yes, embrace an ecosystem. And when I say embrace an ecosystem, it's, you know, uh, I, I mean that in a far more holistic way. Yes, I mean, uh, when when you're looking for a partner, is the partner really bringing a multi- multitude of capabilities, you know, which are much more multidimensional in nature to be able to really create that impact for you? What I mean by that is, Ecosystems, so for example, ecosystems that offer, uh, think of exciting potential for product innovation, right, or improved experience or revenue generation. If you look at some of the examples, which I think, um, where it's, I believe it's really done successfully, uh, if you look at John Hancock and Vitality, right, uh, uh, how health is really coming into, right, incentivization around healthy choices, right, driving uh, that longevity, and therefore right the client's getting that i think that 's a very creative way to kind of go about about it. if you look at um, uh, in fact the, the a couple of years back, I saw Meritas coming out with ethos, uh, which I thought was was fantastic ethos if you see they offer simplified, less expensive insurance products right uh digitally uh because because life is losing relevance we you know in life insurance i mean it's losing Is relevance. Uh, So, how do you really get creative? Embed um, insurance at points of uh, purchase, or really significantly slash the underwriting speed, like Cerner, right? New York Life and Cerner. I think they they are doing a fantastic job in uh, you know their ability to access uh, the health records and 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 those systems, and really cutting that uh, timeline down. Um, So, so you're seeing some very holistic ecosystems in the industry and I think that uh, which are highly digital in nature right it's it's all towards making sure that it's helping either improve that CX um, um, or generate that revenue um, uh, it's so I think our our mantra frankly has been embrace an ecosystem uh, because one uh, you know one partner right a, a single partner approach, uh, would in, in today's environment, right? It's not going to be uh, able to meet all your objectives, right? So, how do you really uh, adopt a more performance-focused ecosystem, uh, which is really curated, right? Because every context is so different. How do you really curate an ecosystem which meets your specific um, outcomes? And I think I'm I'm seeing more and more of that conversation um, as as clients are strategically thinking about their distribution strategies. Uh, their uh, partnerships, right? Be it with TPAs or be it with other inshore techs. Um so it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting uh two years that I think that we are gonna really experience um given given some of the macroeconomic factors where we are um and 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 some of that innovation that's taking place. But it's changing. We are we're definitely seeing much more optimism, much more reception of um newer ideas, uh, from, uh, from these executives today.
0: Thank uh, Vijay. Like you summed it up so beautifully. Uh, The ecosystems that work so well is that high level of collaboration. There's that synergistic, uh, attributes and it's also driving the insurance industry forward as a holistic partner. It's a, it's, You know, it's it's really looking at what's like what's what does each one do good? You know, what's what does each one excel at so that you can combine forces and and be that holistic partner. And to your point, one partner model, one ecosystem may not be relevant to another. But it's it's how do you become that? How do you build it to be flexible, to be nimble? With some of the AI that's coming out, right? Like to me, that's what gets me excited, right? It's how do you how do you cobble together these complex problems that used to take days, hours, just like with, you know, medical records retrieval, that you can now do it in such a fraction of the time and the data just keeps getting better and better and better. I heard a, a quote one time that said, you know, we're, uh, we are drowning in data, but thirsty for insights. And I think some of these models, as we evolve, are going to be getting us better to those insights. And really, to me, like this is where ecosystems and partners can really take, create, build that competitive edge for any type of carrier that they partner with.
2: 100%. 100%. And um, more often, I think I, I briefly touched on it, which is around, you know, customer obsession that you see outside our industries, right? So when, you, and when we kind of look to curate these ecosystems, right, and integrate them in the most seamless way possible, right? Um, uh, of course, technology is at the foundation of it, right? And all of that, um, you know, whether it's generative AI, which is, of course, I mean, in my mind, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the greatest accelerator of productivity, Right, that's come out, if you will, right in a in a in a long time. Um, you've got those capabilities. You've got other AI capabilities, uh, other emerging tech. But I think all of that sort of leads to personalized customer experience. How do you really? Uh, because that is uh, truly the biggest source of competitive advantage, um, uh, and that obsession, right, uh, is yet to be seen in our industry, um, right? Uh, so how do you um, make sure that as you sort of think of embracing an ecosystem and building, building that, and of course, I think there are examples outside our industry who have done this successfully. Apple did this 20 years ago when they started building their ecosystem, uh, but you kind of see that, right? There are examples all around us, um, uh, but it all starts with, with that quest for personalized customer experience right, uh, and uh, creating that value proposition, um, right, be it in the way we educate the, our clients about life and annuities, uh, the way advisor experience works, right, it's, it's, it's all to make sure that, you know, people who are in the front lines, right, in front of the customers are really getting enabled, um, you know, the, with the best of breed uh, in the most simplified manner, um, uh, to be able to to create the and, and you know to be able to create the biggest value, but I think it's it's that obsession I think we we, we see that in pockets we see that we, we see labs we see you know garages and and all sorts of stuff uh, our, our clients are doing today um, but um, I think we've, I think we 've got some ways to go as an industry um, you know to achieve the 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 Amazon or the Netflix level of, of customer obsession.
0: And I would say the Jerry Maguire's, right? Like, how do you get (laughs) them at hello? (laughs) Yep, exactly.
2: Exactly.
1: And I I was going to mention that as well, that, you know, I think a lot of the consumers out there, as well as the clients, we're coming to all expect that Amazon experience. You know, if I have to go to the grocery store and walk through the aisles, I'm not going to be okay with that. I'd rather do my pickup order and drive up and then put it in my car. You know, and it's the same with insurance. They want ease. They want self service. They want to understand what they have. Back in the day when I was taking calls and leading operations, I think that was one of the biggest things I got. I don't understand what this writer means, or I don't understand my policy. What are my benefits? So I think going those routes, and again, the customer experience, you know, it's, I think it's our tag word for a lot of things that customer experience is that valid and that important. One of the things that makes me so excited and get almost giddy, you know, I'll, I'll throw out an old school word there about Sutherland is the labs and how they are looking and working through these modern tech and, and different pieces of our digital, digital ecosystem to accelerate our growth and our understanding, you know, AI, everybody's talking about it. Machine learning, everybody's talking about it. What's the next wave? And through those labs, we're looking at ways that can highly impact our industry and with new solutions and new ways to serve the customers and the clients. So um, I know we're running short on time. Anything you want to say about the labs real quick, Vijay?
2: See, experience, experience management or experience transformation has been, has been um, core uh, to the organization. In fact, we were born as an experience management company when customer experience was not even a thing. Uh, back in 1986, right? So that's been core to the DNA. We, um, you know, we, we, we serve the biggest and the largest brands. um, And, and we, we not, we just don't serve them, but we've actually helped them design and enable um, uh, those, those exceptional experiences. So that's something that's, that's, you know, very core. And that's the kind of thinking that experience led design that I spoke at, you know, about it in the beginning is, the approach that we take when we are building products, when we're building solutions. Um, So that's, 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 that's a core DNA of the company. So we are, we're really proud of that.
0: Well, thank you so much Vijay for being our guest uh, in this episode. And how can, how can folks reach out? How, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
2: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm available. I'm very much there on LinkedIn, uh, you know, um, uh, Vijay Pahuja. Um, and, uh, you know, there's Laurel from my team. Uh, yeah, just just drop me a line. <laughs> uh, very, very accessible.
0: Well, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Laurel, for being one of my amazing hosts. And until next time with Sync.
2: Awesome. Pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Thanks, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Sutherland Global Services. Sutherland is the experience and digital transformation leader for Fortune 500 companies across the globe, and we support insurance carriers across policy acquisition, underwriting, policy services, and claims to drive digital transformation, building tangible business outcomes. Leveraging the power of one Sutherland, we drive
1: both the growth and the cost agenda for insurers, driving gross written premium growth, speed to market, total cost of ownership production, and an unparalleled customer experience. Our proprietary AI-based products and platforms and digital solutions enable end-to-end operations, digitalization, and human-centered customer experience. We are Sutherland Insurance.